I'm John Davis. JD. Hey, Bo. Good morning, man. Good morning. Are we going to say good morning on a Squire morning, Select episode? Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to stay up late, but good morning. Good morning to nothing could be better than to be in the Indiana in the morning. <laughs> it sounds like we've already had a Country Squire Select episode. <laughs> uh, it's not that early in the morning. You know, it, they always say it's five o'clock somewhere. And the great thing is when it comes to a Squire Select, it's true because people could be listening to this from all across the world at various time zones at various times. It's on demand. Somebody's in the future right now at 3 a.m. Point is, it's, it's, it's Squire Select. Five o'clock somewhere. And that's such a cop out. It's like, it is. Man, it really it, is. It, it's, well, it's 11 o'clock somewhere, too. So <laughs> crack open your beer. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, you know, it's, 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 you, you're just a drunk. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't blame time travel for this. Like, know, you know, right? yeah. Yeah. You've got problems. There's great therapists out there. It's going to work out. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, man, uh, I'm excited, though, because we've got a great Squire Select episode. But before we dive yeah. into it, there's a couple things we got to do. We got some housekeeping items, man. Because, of course, we announced it last week. And it is absolutely true. We're heading to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Pipe Show. That is right, man. I'm so excited. Ching, 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 ching. Is that, that the sound of the slot machine? Yeah, the slot machines. Like, yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it sounds like. Something uh, like that. Uh, it's a, it, it, Yeah, no, that's great. It's, it's, it's a lot of people, I think, Vegas sounds like, uh, you know, broken mortgages and, you know, lots of, uh, I, well, that's sad. They're, they're not doing it right. What are you talking nah, about? Man? They're not doing it right. You go there for all the good food and the shows and man. And anyway, the pipes, baby. You go there for uh, the West Coast or the, uh, what was the West Coast, Coast Pipe Show and is now the Las Vegas International Pipe Show. We are so uh, excited to uh, to go. This will be our first year to go to this particular show. And of yeah. course, it's exciting because it's part of its rebirth and rebranding. And our dear friend, Brian Levine, has invited us out to set up shop and, man, do some live recording. And we are going to be there. The show is from October 21st through 23rd, 2022. Bo and I will actually be recording live from the show floor the evening of that Saturday. Yeah. I mean, so, like you say rebirth, and that that's such an important part of this. Like in many respects, this is a, a brand new show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from what Brian shared with us is he's kind of uh, making plans and kind of laying out a few, like, I see this as a very, very critical moment for the pipe community, yeah. because in many respects, the things that he has told us that what we're hearing about the show, this is stuff that we've been saying needs to happen in a pipe show for like years, yeah. like years. And Brian gets it. He oh, gets, Brian gets definitely it. gets it. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're ex- extremely excited to you know, kind of throw in with this and, and really try to, to make sure that this is a big success. So if you've never been to a pipe show, this is the one to go to. This yeah. is a chance to be part of something new, create kind of a new pipe show type of experience, see some amazing carvers. Yes. Some amazing blenders, of course, but and also, see us. also see some of the amazing <laughs> kind of pipe personalities and people that are really kind of driving the community. Like this is, this is the hub. This is where it all comes together. And if you've never been to a pipe show, by all means, please come out. We would love to see you there. As John David mentioned, we will be performing there at the show uh, on that Saturday. But October 21st through the 23rd is the the time. Get your tickets. Come on out. It's going to be a blast. All right, man. We've got uh, a really, really awesome, <laughs> an awesome one to dive into here. We've been doing something different this year yeah. with Squire Select. Longtime listeners know Squire Select historically is where we take some different beverages, typically whiskey, and we pair them with pipe tobacco. Now, this year, we have been taking a page, and I, I love giving these guys a shout-out, but we've been taking a page out of the uh, old-fashioned finance 
uh, podcast book where we're actually not just taking the the spirit, but we're also turning it into a cocktail. Yeah. And we are seeing how that experience changes the flavor because obviously it's a brand new, you know, you're, you're talking about an ingredient versus like a, a you know, the, the final product. The tincture, to some extent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, what does that new flavor profile mean? What does that do? And what, how does that impact the particular pie tobacco pairing? And we've been trying throughout this year as we've been traveling around to pick either cocktails or beverages that speak to the community or the space that we're in. So we did a a, a daiquiri for when we were in uh, Miami. And I kind of blew your mind because I kind of taught you. I didn't know you could make a daiquiri like that. I know. I I figured a daiquiri was the little frilly thing that no one ordered off the menu at the Mexican restaurant. Nah, man. I I, I educated you on some stuff. It was great. And it was since I got home, I've made made several. They're really good. But man, we got some uh, local fare for this go around. That's exactly right. And I was going to mention, you know, we did Sazerac's in New Orleans as well. But here while we're in Houston, uh, it seemed appropriate to go to one of the many distilleries that are here in Houston. Now, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before and, you know, Houston and kind of the, I guess the laws have changed to some extent since you've been here as well, right? Like there seems to constantly be kind of ever evolving laws when it comes to distilling and, and brewing and that's alcohol sort of regulate. And I think that's nationwide. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Part of the course. Yeah. It's not, it's not just uh, Texas by any means. It is definitely a, a United States thing. But because of that, because that's happening, you you get like these microbreweries, these micro distilleries. We are currently sitting like two, three blocks away from a micro distillery right here that makes and they, and a brewery as well. And their beer is fantastic. But there's a reason we're not choosing them as our uh, spirit for this week. <laughs> is that the place that you you said their their gin's not not great? I I I I, I yes. <laughs> I don't want to name names because like, you know, you know, and this is the thing, because when you have newer distillers, because when you have kind of some newer brands coming in, we yeah, talked about sure. this before, it it can taste young and that's a frustration. It tastes young. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. And, 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 you know, that eth- like overly ethanol type of flavor profile is just, you know, as I kind of mentioned, there's the one that's, it's nearby if you pop into their distillery, they're marketing to like the 20 year olds, right? Yeah, like sure. are the 20, 21 year olds and probably the 20 year olds, honestly. <laughs> and like, like people who don't really have a distinguished palate yeah. who just think like, Hey, it's alcohol. It'll get you drunk. You know, like that kind of thing. And so, you know, it's nice to find a distillery that's relatively new, you know, to the scene, but one that has a fantastic branding a fantastic, you know, just imagery. It, it appreciates where it comes from, but isn't trying to do too much in terms of that. Not over the top. Not over the top. Mm. And also is able to put out a product that tastes really quality. Yeah. And that is, of course, the good folks at Yellow Rose. Now, you know, Yellow Rose, out of curiosity, when you hear that name, does that like mean anything to you? Like, like take what you've already seen and tasted and all that kind of stuff out of it. Is, is, does that mean like literally anything to you? It means Texas. It means the, Texas. The yellow rose means Texas. All right, the t- yellow tell rose me about of that. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that, uh, is, did you grow up around yellow roses? Uh, no, <laughs> but it, that, that's, it's the song, right? Isn't that the yellow rose of Texas? It's got a, um, oh gosh, my grandmother always hummed it. You're kidding me. No, I, the only, a, the only Texas song I know is deep in the heart of Texas. Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a song from like the early 20th century and mid 20th century. And like that, you know, it's the, it's the yellow rose of Texas. That's fantastic. Yeah, I had no so idea. That, so this that's was a where song, that came from. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that that was, uh, that was a song. So it looks like it's been recorded multiple times, uh, including versions by Elvis Presley, Willie Nelson, 
Oh man, yeah. So when I think of Yellow Rose, I think of I, I think of the state of Texas. That's so great. You know, for me, man, when I hear Yellow Rose, one of the things that it immediately uh, pulls up to me is is saloons. And the reason yeah. is that the Yellow Rose Saloon was a kind of a common prop in like classic Hollywood when they were like really pounding out these like cowboy movies and uh-huh. uh, spaghetti westerns. And the Yellow Rose was actually a saloon that would like pop up in the background. You know how like in Hannibal Barra cartoons, like you'd have like the the you know the same setting would go back and forth as like the characters ran oh, across the street. Yeah, it's like yeah. the exact same tree and rock and house and tree and rock and house and tree and rock and house. So like, you know, in order to save uh, in production, they would reuse a lot of sets for a lot of these Westerns and everything. And occasionally you would see the Yellow Rose Saloon pop up here and there in the background. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's kind of part of like a classic American cinema as well. That's funny. And I guess I never really made the connection that that might actually be inspired by the actual Texas song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's the idea. Look at us learning on the job. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, so the, the, I bring that up because it was because of that connection that these guys kind of came on my radar first. Um, you know, I always love kind of, you know, when moving to a new place or being in a new place, wanting to kind of try what's created Local here. Local fare, yeah. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, maybe mention the fact that we had this uh, Western play that we were trying to put together back in 2019, and we very much needed a whiskey provider because we had, you know, a large amount of it. In fact, back then, the play exclusively was going to be taking place in a saloon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so kind of doing these research in Western saloons and everything and seeing kind of the Yellow Rose pop up and then being like, huh, Yellow Rose, I recognize that. That's how I, I kind of uh, found Yellow Rose Distillery here in Houston, Texas and uh, reached out with them. You know, we were things were looking good for, you know, a good partnership there for them to kind of potentially provide the uh, 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 the whiskey for this this play. Yeah. COVID shut it down. And anyway, <laughs> you know the rest. But re- right. Regardless, it ended up with me getting a chance to like really enjoy a lot of different uh, whiskeys from these guys because they they produce a lot of really quality products and it's not just what we're having here today they've also got their outlaw bourbon which is fantastic they've got a great rye but today we are actually looking at yellow roses premium american whiskeys is a fusion of character just like the texas culture says the bottle says man this is a uh, this is a blended whiskey and one that is quite tasty but you know what don't take my word for it john david shall we yes let's see. <laughs> Mmm, mmm, mmm. It's good. So this is a blended whiskey. It's sweet. It is sweet. It is sweet. But and and a lot of times when I say that and people hear that, they think, "Oh, that's probably not very good." <laughs> <laughs> but in this in this case, this is a great. It's a great whiskey. Well, it, I might polarize some people with this concept then because of the sweetness and everything. You've been mentioning it's reminded you of something. I have said that. Uh, so I. I Tried it last night for the first time and then tried it today, uh, you know, a few times as well. And I just keep it, it, it's throwing me back to something and I can't put my finger on it. But, but it, ta- it tastes like a, it is a very distinctive flavor that uh-huh. I've had before yep. and I cannot identify it. Tullamore Dew. Really? I think so. Yeah. It tastes like Tullamore Dew. I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been a minute since I've had yeah, that, maybe. but like that's what it reminds me of. Like yeah. that, that honey sweetness, like that very, just like interesting yeah you see what i'm saying yeah i could see that but it was my assumption when you kept on saying it reminds you something i was like that's gotta yeah, be it. i mean that's not what came to my mind but nothing has come to my mind right. yet so I, I i don't know it just it's great by itself uh we're drinking it neat currently it's great over some ice it's good in the cocktail we're about to about to try yeah it's just it's really tasty yeah, yeah. it's one of those sweeter whiskeys that i actually am really enjoying uh, a lot of times you know the the cloying kind of sugariness of a of a bur- or a, of a whiskey that's this bright 
can be a little off-putting to me, but I, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. See, that's the thing. To me, it's like very much of a natural sweetness. It, mm-hmm. it communicates more of like a like a honey flavor as opposed to like a like a sugar like, like a cane sugar, sugar cane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nothing like that. Like there's not yeah. a it's not a maple leaf. It's not a sugar cane. It it seems to me very honey. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> I think this is a good move and this is kind of getting back to that whole concept of like, well, when you have newer distilleries, yeah, they're going to have to deal with the fact they need to put out product, but they also need to age product at the same time in order to get to where they need to be with, you know, and also just kind of refine everything else. I think they've done a good job here of creating a relatively, you know, affordable whiskey. Yeah. You know, this goes for what, 30 bucks a bottle, about 30 like bucks that. a bottle. Yeah. You know, their outlaw bourbon is a bit more, you know, a bit more expensive mm-hmm. as you know, as you kind of pointed out, this is a, it is a blended whiskey. It's got bourbon actually in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. And so as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of having more of that, uh, you know, that kind of grassiness, you know, that you sometimes yeah. find in a lot of mixed whiskeys, mm-hmm. this doesn't have that. It's got that kind of peaty punch of a bird, but a bourbon mm-hmm. to some extent here, mm-hmm. uh, with kind of that, that, you know, rye kind of mixed in into the, the equation as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it, man. I think it's a, it's a solid bourbon. And the great thing is it is, uh, because of the sweetness, it's a good cocktail bourbon. If you're wanting to cut back on like simple syrups and like not like not make your cocktails yeah. too sweet, you know yeah, what I mean? I didn't really think about that. That's mm-hmm. a that's a great that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and we'll talk about how that applies in the cocktail. But first, man, you've been presented here with this sweet, lovely golden liquid that was born in the same city of your birth. It is. It is sweet like honey, just like the man that's sitting right here. <laughs> and uh, and now you have the challenge of, of pairing this uh, pipe tobacco. What you, what you got for us? Yeah, so I, I decided to go with one of our house blends at the Country Squire. You know, I, I wanted something that was also sweet, but not something that would lean into it too much to just kind of overplay that hand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I wanted something with maybe a little more depth, a little more you know, leatheriness that kind of might help round out some of the sweetness uh, instead of doubling down on that on that particular end of the palate. And so uh, I went with Hunting Creek. It's one of our uh, one of our older blends at the Country Squire. It's one of our best selling tobaccos. It's very complex. It's a recipe that you know, requires us to pull a lot of different leaves out in order to to make. But Hunting Creek is great. It's an English aromatic. And so you've got notes of vanilla and caramel, a little bit of a marshmallowy note, but it's got a, a generous enough portion of Latakia to feel, you know, you know to feel peaty, to kind of uh, give it that smoky depth that is uh, is sometimes missing in in aromatic tobaccos, and so yeah, I think it goes with this really well. I was happy to see you know that uh, it would you know kind of pair it with it in a way that uh, would just kind of kind of round it out, give this sweet, bright, honey like whiskey a little depth. You don't certainly don't have to smoke this with this particular whiskey, but it worked out for me. Yeah, man. It's a great pairing. Of course, uh, you know, Honey Creek, I haven't actually had Honey Creek in a long time. It's probably been a long time for you. Yeah. It's one of those that, you know, I don't pull for a lot, but when I do, I always really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah it's a, you know, we've got a few of these kind of hybrid crossover blends at the Squire, these English aromatics that, you know, have a healthy dose of uh, a little something sweet that you want, but, you know, have that kind of rounded out, uh, nice Latakia flavor. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. So, as I mentioned, man, this is a, it's, they've got a good, they've got a good cocktail in here already to some extent because of kind of the sweetness that you find in this, yeah, kind of sure. honey sweetness. Now I want to kind of pull the curtain back. You know, you, we were talking about like the excitement of going to Vegas and the reality is, is you literally just came back from Vegas. I did. You were at the PCA, not the one you're thinking, or maybe, or maybe the one you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, and, and you were there and you had this 
vast amount of fine cigars available to you. Yeah. And like, you yeah. just like, you, you just, your throat is like, it's, it's been doing the work. It, it, this it's last a little, month. yeah. You know, we're, it's, it's a little, um, it, it's, it's, my throat's struggling. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's so it's interesting because we originally the goal here was well, hey, well, you know, let's let's put this in an old fashioned. Like, let's, uh, you yeah. know, I think this could actually work. As I mentioned, because it is so sweet, you can apply it in a lot of different cocktails and just reduce the amount of simple syrup. Which and I you think really, you, I think, is a valid point. Absolutely, I, I, I really do. I think that's something that that you could really do. Well, because um, I don't like like simple syrup mm-hmm. heavy cocktails. That's just not something I'm a big fan of. And yeah. I I always am trying. I mentioned this with the Sazerac, but I'm always trying to figure out how can I reduce the amount of simple syrup by, you know, uh, finding the right spirit that kind yeah. of complements it. And so, for example, with the Sazerac, I, I, I half and half it. Like I, I do half rye and half cognac. And so mm-hmm. you get kind of a good, you know, uh, sweet cognac in there. And then you can kind of reduce the amount of simple syrup that's involved. Yeah. Anyway, that was, so that was going to be an interesting challenge of finding kind of the right balance there. But because of the situation that we find ourselves in where, you're, you know, you're like. I just came back from the cigar convention. And yeah. Have, uh, you know, smoked my way through, um, you know, several different, <laughs> several different <laughs> Vitolas that I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. And, and I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I did. Matter of fact, second day into the show, I was like, no, I'm not going to smoke any more cigars for the next two days. And I didn't. And I'm still in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's it's all good. But here's the great thing. I was like, you know what? Hey, let's throw out let's throw out the old fashioned. Let's make a hottie toddy. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it it's tasty. You're I mean, gonna, it's, you're it's, gonna let me get away with it. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna just let it slide. You're gonna let me slide. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it a couple times. Hottie toddy. That's, that's it. Say that's okay. Say hottie toddy. Hot toddy. No, say hottie toddy. It's a hot toddy. <laughs> we're we're we're. We're we're drinking a delicious hot toddy. We got a, we got a hot toddy now. Hot toddy, man. This is a drink that is. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to make it. Some people use cloves. Some people use cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're doing it with tea. We're doing it with a black tea, a black English tea here. So to kind of give you know, give you a picture, we got like a shot of this premium American whiskey from Yellow Rose. We've got you know some black tea that's involved. We've got honey. Although I didn't go too crazy on the honey. Typically, yeah. especially when you're dealing with like a, a rough throat, you'd go like a little bit heavier on the honey. I went a little bit lower because I'm trying to, you know, hit that balance. And then I've also got a lemon on the side. Now uh, you put your lemon in. I, I tried it both ways. You tried it both ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I think I prefer it with the lemon. You like it with the lemon? All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go lemon as well. So hang on. Let's, uh, <laughs> I wonder if we can, uh, can we clink and, and see if that comes across? Uh, uh. There it is. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Mm. It's pretty great. It is it's so it's so Yeah, it's pretty great. This is the wonderful thing about a hot toddy. A hot toddy was invented for exactly your scenario. Yeah, sure. You've had you you're having a rough time, maybe you're sick, maybe you've just your throat got thrown out, you know, whatever it is, you need to rest, but you still want to drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's, it's like I'm not gonna put down the glass, yeah. But <laughs> this I right, this drink in particular, I have to I have to make mention of this because I was in and I've I've referenced this before a couple of times, but I was in Washington D.C. and I was there for another show. We were doing kind of uh, back back in the day when house parties were legal for Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah. We and this is again pre pandemic. Yeah, I we, forgot that used to be a thing. It, yeah. Well. You, it wasn't illegal. It wasn't a not, it wasn't not a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, or something. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those situations we were doing a, as opposed to kind of renting out an event space, we just got an Airbnb and we threw a house party to do a live podcast yeah. for another show. It was so much fun and it was, it was awesome, but man, I felt awful. I yeah. felt terrible. And I had a friend in town and uh, she came out to the show and, and brought some throat lozenges and everything, yeah. and, which was super helpful and everything Bailed else. Bailed you out. But I was I was just doing so rough, and so a buddy of mine who is in the armed forces currently overseas. Uh, shout out to you, Aaron, if you're listening. Uh, he was like, "Man, why don't you make a hot toddy?" And I was like, "Hot toddy?" 
And so yeah, tea, tea and uh, whiskey. I was like, oh. And like, because that's the thing. I think as I recall, I was in the kitchen of this Airbnb and I was just pulling out everything I could, <laughs> right? Like trying what to figure out- What is going to make this better? Like, and, and like, so I pulled out honey, I pulled out tea and I pulled out whiskey. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you got you, you can make a hot dog. And so that's what I did and uh, enjoyed that throughout the night. And it kind of kept me going throughout the evening. Yeah. And the reason I reference this, not just because it's the first time I had a hot toddy, but on that same trip was one of the first times, certainly not the only time, but one of the first times that I've gotten recognized in public. No, you know what? Oh, that's right. Someone saw you and was like, are you Bo from Country Squire? Well, so this is what it is. Actually, now that I think about it, they heard us talking about it. Yeah, that was it. So I was meeting out with one of our listeners (laughs) who's a lobbyist out in in DC and we were, were, you know, having breakfast and everything. We were talking about the show and my my throat was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I sounded so bad. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just like awful. Like I didn't sound like myself at all. And like, you know, they hear uh, another listener comes up and say, hey, y'all talk about Country Squire? I love that show. And I was like, oh, I'm Bo from Country Squire. <laughs> I mean, I just sounded like, No, you you're know, Darth Vader. Exactly. I, I sounded like somebody, like the Wicked Witch, but like her her lungs were taken out and That's like hilarious. thrown in lava and then aired out. And then Darth Vader got a hold of them and then put them back in. Like I just, I just sounded awful. But anyway, that's so, so funny. It was great because I got a chance to meet two listeners on that trip, and uh, and also I got to have my first hot toddy. That's and great. So I just I thought I thought it was that's a, a that's a memorable trip. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, no, this is good. It's uh I, with the now what you used a black tea for this, right? I did use yeah. a black tea. This is actually an English breakfast tea. It's yeah. kind of what we had access to, and it's interesting because on it's delicious. This this does kind of put us in a bit of a conundrum because you know as I mentioned we we uh, before we we were trying to plan. And get ahead of the game a little bit when it comes to these episodes, but this uh, this kind of threw a little bit of a a little bit of a monkey wrench in the situation. <laughs> and so you know this is great though because it does offer up that opportunity for me to step up. You know every single one of these you do such a great job at like recommending good quality pipe tobacco with all of these drinks. But you're going to do a pairing. It's my second time. Wow, I've done it before. You have you have done it before. <laughs> mm. What an old salt. Yeah, but so <laughs> with this drink, because you've got kind of the the tea, like this is not like a whiskey experience. This is really more of a tea experience. It is, yeah. But the, I mean, the whiskey's there. So oh, absolutely. After you drink half the mug, you're like, oh yeah, that that's definitely there. Normal. It is. But, um, <laughs> no, it's definitely there. I, I, I like this though because it's got the honey note of the of the the yellow rose yes. that we obviously you know, mentioned before, you've kind of, you've, you've augmented that some with some natural honey, but not overdone it. The lemon gives it a little bit of a tartness that kind of helps, helps cut that a little bit. It changes the tongue coating where it's a little more astringent. It's very pleasant. And obviously, uh, you know, obviously great for a sore throat. All right. So here's, here's my thoughts. I was, I was kind of looking at this. I was like, okay, this is whilst all of these different flavor profiles are here, this is very much a tea experience. And while we are kind of mirroring are kind of it's but but not just a tea experience, not like a green tea or an herbal tea experience. It's a black tea experience. Yeah, no, this is a it's a full bodied drink. And I think yeah. I think it's fair, and I mean I will let the audience judge me accordingly, but I think it's fair to kind of look at even hot toddies that don't use tea and kind of rely more on kind of clove and cinnamon to yeah. kind of like create that that same flavor profile. This is this is my hot toddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But sure. but I think that this might, you know, you might still qualify this in kind of that same kind of darker tea flavor profile. So I was trying to figure out like, all right, what, what goes good there? Like what, if you're going to be dealing with kind of a dark black tea, yeah. um, yes, there's some sweetness here and the sweetness is there to complement it. Like, do you go sweet and go overly sweet to kind of complement, or do you kind of yeah. look at something that is going to like pair really well with kind of the, the darker or with the tea, the deeper, notes. the deeper notes. 
And I decided to kind of lean in there. Yeah. So, man, I present to you uh, for this pairing uh, Robert McConnell's Rich Dark Virginia. Ooh, good call. Now, I I don't know if you like Virginia, if you would consider yourself a Virginia smoker. Occasionally, I smoke Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm curious as to your your opinions on this pairing, because to me, like, it seems like you've got to pair a Dark Virginia if you want, like, with with a black tea type of experience. Yeah, sure. And I don't think that while the whiskey is there, while the lemon is there, while the sweetness is there, I think we're still in that same wheelhouse, and I don't know. How do yeah. you think I did? You think oh, man, this is great. Yeah. I, well, first of all, Robert McConnell, of course, this is a, a brand that we carry uh, at the Country Squire, and the Rich Dark Virginia is one of the more popular ones. This is not, you know, you can't get Robert McConnell a lot. If I'm remembering right, it's made by Kohlhaas in Germany. doesn't come out very often. You know, it's just a, a tobacco that it's a little more difficult to obtain. The flavor of it is that kind of deeper, plummy, ruddy note that so Virginia, so you'll have plenty of natural sugar, but it's it's got a complexity to it that's more on the base uh, side rather than the treble side. You right, know? right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really nice. Uh, yeah, that's great, man. I like it. Ten, as I recall, is a kind of a brown yeah, circular Yeah, it's, it's a brick, you know, reddish brick color. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, you know, very simple looking, you know, nothing. The tobacco does the talking. The tobacco does the talking, though. Go. Robert McConnell uh, stuff is, uh, is, is all just very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I agree, uh, man. Yeah. Shoot. I like that. You're All two right. for two. Two for two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, n- <laughs> nobody's called me out on my last pairing. And so that that kind of gave me encouragement this yeah, time that's around. Good. That's good. I think I'm going to do it again. I'm thinking the next one All I have right. to do it again. Okay. All right. I, I, I like that. All right. You're allowing it? Yeah. I'll All allow right. it. So John David's allowing it. So if you don't like the pairing, emails to John David. <laughs> 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 the buck stops right here. Oh, man. Hey, you know, but the, the fact of the matter is the buck does stop right here because we stand by our product and we think we make a really good one. And you know what? Standing by your product and making a good one, knowing it so well that when it's time to go back to the roots to make it the quality product you've always known it to be, that's what our good friends at Missouri Mearsham know with their new product line, Back to Our Roots. I love this. Uh, the Back to the Roots line, Back to Our Roots line. I mean, it's just a beautiful series of uh, pipes that are inspired by some of their best sellers. They just have a funky, fun flair that's kind of, you know, playing up their legacy of great pipe at a reasonable price. And uh, so they've come out with these four different shapes. And the one today we're talking about is the Bracken. Release the, release the, the Bracken. The Bracken. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's really cool. This is a different pipe. It's something that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, but it very much is reminiscent of the legend. And so you've got a very simplistic cylindrical bowl, uh, but there's an angled cut top on this. They call it a scarecrow. Comes in a bent only variety, genuine hardwood insert in the bottom, a nickel ferrule, which sets it apart. And of course, a really, really rich, green, beautiful Danish acrylic stem. It's just very love lovely. so much. I just, I love they're, those stems, they're man. They're really, really yeah. elegant. Yeah. Generous cylindrical bowl with an angled cut top and a nickel ferrule that pops our new rich green Danish bit. This beautiful filtered pipe brings to mind the bracken ferns that grow all over the Ozarks in Missouri. I mean, it's just a beautiful piece. And of course, you can go to corncobpipe.com right now. And the good folks at Missouri Mearsham will be happy to send it right to your front door. That's right. You need to get one today so that you can keep it in your pipe pouch so that next time that you're ready to smoke it, you can release the bracken. The bracken. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to our good friends at Missouri Mearsham for sponsoring this show. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Question of the week coming in from our boy Jeremy Dukes, who says, Hey, Bo and John David, Aaron and I went out to do a trip in the Bourbon Trail last week for my birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Happy birthday. Never been, and I cannot praise it enough. All the tours we took were exquisite and informational. Plus, the tastings were amazing. Buffalo Trace. Oh, sorry. Just Yeah, no, it's silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, look, this, is, this Yellow Rose is great, but uh-huh. he just said Buffalo Trace. <laughs> <laughs> and more especially Eagle uh, Eagle Rare eh, uh, is my favorite distiller and blend and we were fortunate enough to tour the facilities if you've never been you must put it on your bucket list it absolutely is worth every hour of my trip and many times over my question though is this during the tasting they gave us a small piece of chocolate for a palate cleanser yeah sure but our guide actually got us to take a bite of the chocolate and then a swig of the Buffalo Trace it was like I'd never tasted Buffalo Trace before. It enhanced so many flavors of the whiskey that I'd never recognized prior. So the question, would a tobacco blend with notes of chocolate, let's say a Polar Express, yeah. have a like effect on my palate when I drink a glass of whiskey? Hope you both are well and enjoying your Lunting America tour. That's great. Best wishes from my family to yours. And of course, that is uh, Jeremy, the ring crafter, the the lord of the, the right. Country Squire Radio that ring. That is yeah. right, man. Jeremy, uh, dear friend of the show, thank you so much for man for your email and, and all the all the work you've done to support us and everything. Yeah, so, you know, number one, man, the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky is a bucket list deal. Like, I can't Big wait time. to go. I've had some friends like you that have gone that have just raved about the experience and it can't can't wait to do that one day. I, I think that's that's great. You know, so this is why we do pairings. This is a very good pipe question of the week for a Squire Select episode because the tobacco is in every case and the drink in every case is going to be different when it's paired with a with a counterpart, mm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that is not, there's no exception to that. You will always experience a tobacco differently when you have a drink with it. And you always experience a drink differently 
when you have a tobacco with it. Yes, so, so you say like, you know, would a, a blend that includes chocolate have that kind of interesting effect where uh, the flavors go kind of crazy? And the answer is yes, but it, it probably is going to be different from what you experienced because, you know, it, it's a, it's a different type of chocolate and that, you know, that tobacco might have a, you know, not just a chocolate pairing, but it might also have a, you know, the addition of vanilla or caramel or whatever it is. All these things are going to, they're, they're going to affect the flavor experience. And so, you know, you've got, uh, you know, what, what you ate that day, if it's a dark chocolate or a milk chocolate, you know, how bitter is it? What's the percentage and all this stuff, uh, all these things are going to affect it. I, I, I can guarantee you that if you, if you pair a chocolate tobacco with the whiskey, that it will affect the flavor and tasting experience of the whiskey, but I can't tell you how. <laughs> and wow. that's sounds like an experience that uh, experiment that you're just gonna have to make on your own. There and you uh, oh, yeah. just when you do, um, you know, invite me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man. The bourbon trail, isn't that great? You know, okay. I'm just gonna say something. It's dangerous, but you know, it's Squire Select. You know, that's what we do. We say stuff yeah. that's dangerous. I, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I would love. Like to do, and this is never going to happen, but it, it would just, it'd just be a dream to like, for like you and me to do the bourbon trail as like a documentary, like a mini series. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd just be so like, That'd like tra- traveling the bourbon trail, having pipes, drinking bourbon, talking about like the history of the area and the yeah. people and everything Seeing that else. beautiful countryside. Man. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be so cool. In a country squire, by the way. Right. right like driving right. around in a country in squire. In a country squire. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had an, another friend recently that got back from the bourbon trail. They did 21 distilleries, which I mean, you, you think, I didn't even realize there was that many. Yeah. And they, and they probably didn't do all of them, you wow. know, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's significant. <sighs> yeah. I thought, mm, anyway, Ooh. I would love to do something. I'd like to bring some Advil. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for that, Jeremy. Hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, and then the show, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in from uh, John Cotney. Cotney. Sorry, buddy. I've said his name correctly already because, of course, we're continuing on this uh, literature and fiction edition of Quickfire Questions yeah. from, from John. Henry Mitchell, the dad, or George Wilson, the neighbor from Dennis the Menace? Uh, the neighbor, George Wilson. Okay. I have seen Dennis the Menace in a long time. It's been a minute, man. In my head, you know, one of them, like the dad is like, well, Dennis, you know, if you always, you know, eat your vegetables and, and you know, <laughs> like, like the, that, that kind of dad. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. And Mr. was like, oh, I'm going to kill you, kid. You hey, you're right. Right. <laughs> like, Crotchety old man. You know, it's interesting because both of these individuals represent like archetypes of their era. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Like there's the there's the the dad in the easy chair with the pipe, say, you know, giving wise words of wisdom you know, and like with all with all the problematic, uh, ex, you know, exploration that could probably be kind of brought into that that entire like, you know, uh, uh, home scenario. Yeah. But like that, that kind of, you know, the wise dad in front of the, the, the in the even, evening jacket smoking his pipe. And then Mr. Wilson is like the, ah, you know, like, <laughs> See, I don't know, maybe it was tough on him in World War Two. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. he, like, oh, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> no, he's, he's got he's got his own trauma that he's got to deal with. He's taking it out on the kid. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's beating the kid. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, my point is that like, like he's you know, they're, they're, both of these kind of have this like different kind of like 
like iconography about like what a generation saw as men. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And so I don't know that you, we did our kind of, um, uh, our archetypical pipe series, which I think was really good. I think we kind of yeah. touched on some of that at the time, but anyway, between the two, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, the Mr. Wilson is, like, more of, like, a main character. So, I guess him, like, because you never really saw the dad. I mean, if dad, like, got in the game, then what's the kid doing over hanging out with an old man anyway? Like, dad, get get your get your stuff together. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. so, I guess Mr. Wilson. Um, the Wind and the Willows are Curious George. Curious George. Yes, between the two. Now, your kids aren't old enough to have watched the Curious George cartoon i'm guessing no but we have a couple of curious george books that books. they read so yeah. it's interesting and my son's name is george and the so, cartoon you know there's that <laughs> no relation yeah uh no, no, none at all. <laughs> he's very curious <laughs> uh in, in the curious george cartoon you 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 start to like think about things and start asking questions about the man in the yellow hat yeah like he lives and, and because you know we need george to kind of go around right so he's got like a like a penthouse condo in the city, yeah. but then he also has like a full-fledged like country house in the country, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, what, what, what you doing, man, he in the yellow hat? He probably won a lawsuit. Or, maybe. Or maybe he, maybe he, you know, deals drugs. He always wears yellow. He always has a very like, like, you know, style. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's very flamboyant. I'm know? just saying, I don't know what he does. I don't and know. He's got a lot of money. And he has a pet monkey. And I just, there's just, I don't, anyway, curious George. Absolutely curious George. Yeah. I'm just, there's questions. That's all. Tony Stark or Professor X? I don't know. Iron Man or the mutants like X-Men? Iron Man. Okay. So that's Tony Stark. In terms of like, like respectable individuals that you would want to emulate Professor X, but in terms of just Mm -hmm. cool factor, I mean, come on, man. Tony Stark. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You got to go there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then finally... Mary Brandybuck or uh, Penguin Tooks. So the uh, Mary or Pippin. Yeah, the lesser, the lesser popular hobbits. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Mary. Yeah, I don't know. They're both great. I'll go with Mary. I kind of feel like in in between the two of us, you're the Mary and I'm the Pippin. <laughs> so I think that I think that makes sense. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's our, that's our choices for our quick fire questions. John, thank you so much for those. Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, send them into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. John David, listener feedback. This is feedback from the listeners. Now, hang on. Before we read this particular listener feedback, I'm going to grab a little bit more of this yellow rose here. You're going to pour another drink. Just going to pour another drink. All right. I see see where this is going now. Yep. Glug, 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 glug. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, ah. Okay. Just need a little bit of huh. little bit of whiskey before reading this next one. Uh, yep. John, John David, um, why don't you read these? Yeah. Uh, listener feedback. This is from our friend Eric Karloski in mm. Grand Rapids. Uh, dear, Love Eric. Eric's dear, great. Dear Eric, old I, I see Eric whenever I go to Grand Rapids. I'll be in Grand Rapids pretty soon. I need to let, let Eric know so I can hang out with him. I love Eric. What, did Eric what, what kind words did Eric have to say? He said, Bo, I got some whale song. I won two free ounces at the Chicago Pipe Show. Be jealous. Two free ounces. Be very jealous. At the Chicago Pipe Show. Okay, I didn't when, hang, on, want, hang on, hang I on, hang on. I didn't give it to him. No, no, I just want a question. I just have questions real quick. <laughs> when was Chicago again? Was that before or after Miami? I don't know. It was after Miami. It was after. Yeah. Okay, when yeah. we were in Miami, right. which is right after you released Whale Song, right? You said to me, you had none left, nary a stitch. Like it was, it was not available. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't bring any to 
to to Miami. I didn't at all. And and then and then Eric is out here in Chicago winning it from someone else. This is true. This is true. Bo is looking at me with a disdain <laughs> and 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 complete who complete who, horror what, what, and and you know win it from someone. Who did he win it from? What so he, so no one else. Who else has it? No one else has it. No. So what someone did is they I forget the booth. I think it might have been the one of the I I forget who it was. One of the booths there. They did a drawing. Uh huh. And they had they had purchased from me when I put it out on line they had purchased from me three units of whale song didn't you have a limit on how many units people could buy three three was the limit so they they won one Uh uh-huh and then the people at this booth i cannot remember what booth it was they had a drawing they had a drawing and eric entered the drawing Uh uh-huh and eric and, and and they chose to give one of their very highly coveted whale song tobaccos out uh-huh. as as a part of the as drawing. a prize and eric uh, eric won yeah so yeah okay all right I, I didn't i didn't do it eric haven't you had to cut back on your pipe tobacco for <laughs> health reasons recently like like what are you doing man you're like you're like freaking scrooge mcduck over here Waving that he might in front share, of me. He might share with you. you Listen, know? buddy, I'm coming out to Grand Rapids pretty soon. Like, like, what do we got to do? You know, okay. The, like, what do we got to do? No, get on to him and then ask him for tobacco. This is what this is. This is what this has come to. <laughs> this is the world that you created when you released whale song in such low quantity on the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was, it was brutal. This is the freaking Thunderdome. What are you talking about? We got to make do with what we got. Eric, buddy, love you. Hey. <laughs> save me the good uh, stuff. Save me the yeah. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll never live this down. Uh, all, right, uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's it. You know what? Let's let we got another listener feedback in for this week. What, what's the next one say? Yeah. So this one's from Mark Van Branken. About Mark VV. Yeah, we always love hearing from Mark. Of he course, says, we love hearing from Mark. Mark VV is a longtime listener of the show, dear a friend. stable dude. Yep. Like, like came to your wedding. I mean, like this dear, is a very close personal friend. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He yeah says, absolutely. Uh, he says, "Bo, buddy, old pal." Yes, sir. Listen to the episode. You get your hands on any whale songs since you and JD recorded that episode? That's the question. That, hang on. We should pause here. That's a question, right? That's a question. Re- read the question again. I'd love... Th- no, no, no. Read the question that Mark Vivi said. He said, did you get your hands on any whale songs since you and JD recorded that episode? Well, let me go ahead and address this question first. The answer, uh, Mark Vivi, is no. In fact, we're here in Houston, Texas, my hometown, uh, which I'm kind of hosting uh, John David here. <laughs> And and he has not yet revealed, which I am anticipating at any moment, that he has brought some whale song along with him. So so as of this exact moment, I think I, the TSA lost that bag. The might. Oh my! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I even texted you the other day, like, "Oh, we're meeting with this guy. We should drop him some premium pipe tobacco." Like, I didn't bring anything. I was like, "You didn't bring anything." You didn't bring uh, okay, anything. Okay, okay. I'll see how it is. Uh, <clears throat> so no, Mark. No, I have not received anything from John David. Well, uh, please continue he, with he goes email. on to say, I'd love to send you some. <gasps> and he says, let me know. And that's from our Mark. dear, dear friend, Mark Phoebe. So, um, so you, as you of, to, you need to give, uh, give your buddy Mark, uh, give our buddy uh, Mark a holler. Ladies and gentlemen, new host of the Country Squire radio <laughs> podcast, Mark VV will be coming. Mark and, <laughs> Mark and Bo. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good morning, Bo. Yeah. VV. Yeah. I can do that. I can make it work. Oh, no, that's we can, we can. <laughs> VV, VV. Mark VV. Yeah, I, I, I can make it work. Hey, Bo, how you doing? Uh, Mark, man, listen, that whale song is yours, but if, if, buddy, I don't want a lot of it. I just want to, I just want a taste. Okay. I just want a taste of it. Just a wee, just a wee pinch. Just a wee, wee bit, okay. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, it's not even about, it's not even about the tobacco. This is that, this is like that deal where 
I met my wife four times before I remembered her uh -huh. and, and that I'll never live down in a million years. Right. Like th this is, this is that thing. Well, it used to be me beating you in the long smoke competition. Is this better? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should stick to this. Can we stick to this? Can, can we, can we stick to this? At, yeah. this? at least this one acknowledges like your, your uh, talent and like ability to create a product. Right. And not my ability to lose at something I do every day. Well, your inability to do something to that you, you do, do something day. like once a week. Yeah. Right? And then I, I absolutely dominate and, you, and, and you mop you. the floor with That's me. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Is this, this was your payback, wasn't it? I am so glad that this is a country squire, <laughs> uh, squire, squire select, select episode. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> <laughs> how the whiskey comes truth uh listen thank y'all so much for that listener feedback uh but no seriously mark yes uh please <laughs> not not a lot i want you to enjoy it but like maybe like a little just a little bit just a little bit a little bit like a like a half bowl just a little bit you know just a little bit <clears throat> bring it to vegas you know what bring it to vegas that that would be great <laughs> Bring it to Vegas. Oh, Bo. I could I could smoke it right there in front of him. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got nothing to say. I can't. I, I'm, I'm defenseless. You are I'm, absolutely defenseless. It's like it, one, of, one of my best friends. It's like we come out with the limited oh, am edition I? tobacco. Oh, am I? Yeah, I know. Because you sure don't act like it. I mean, you know, your best friend, like, you don't send a, you know, he smokes a pipe, you know, save him like your most limited stuff you ever come out with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man! All right, no, no. All, all kidding aside, I need an Advil. Yeah, <laughs> man, this is a great one. Always love doing a scar select. Yeah, me they're too. a lot of fun. I don't know why. There's just something about them. They, they just, always are. They make them just so much fun. But we uh, we hope y'all have enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on uh, the episode and just everything that's going on. You can, of course, follow the show at Squire Radio. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire. But all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Oh, man. Hey, let's have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 